Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Our friend poured his beer out. He did. I hid I hid mine. Yeah, and he hid hers. So if the police are listening, come get her. I like I'm breaking the law, breaking the law, 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 breaking the law. Somebody come get her. She's breaking the the law. law. Somebody come get her. (laughs) She's drinking beers on the beach. God, I was worried about the energy today, but I think we're going to be fine. I just had a sip. Have a sip of that. See what that does to you. All right. I had a vodka. Oh, did you? When? When? In the car. What a roadie. No, no, no. See, because I've... No, I've messed up my meals today. I had really late breakfast. So do you normally have breakfast, for vodka for breakfast? <laughs> no, let me finish. No. I had a really, I had a gentleman caller oh stay over. <laughs> Were you up early? <laughs> he was, if you don't mind. <laughs> we got up and um, had a brunch, you know, like at 11 o'clock breakfast and then... And then I was like, well, and then I knew we were recording at three today. Mm. And then I was like, but I couldn't wait. And then I was dinner. I mean, lunch. lunch. So we went to the pub next door and got chips and a vodka. I got a vodka. He got a brunch. No, no, for just before I came here. So we had brunch at 10. Yep. Yeah. And then at like one o'clock. Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Hard two. Hey, excuse me, are you in this podcast? <laughs> Welcome to Confessions of the Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can bring you in, Samantha, at any time, but don't just deliver stuff to us. <laughs> so well that's good. Did you enjoy your chips and your vodka? I did. I did, in fact. And I had a, also had a asleep. coffee. Oh, also had a coffee. Oh, because um, I would have been ill. Yeah, well, that's, I thought, um, because, I, and that's the thing. I was like, I can't eat too much because then I know I get really sleepy after I eat. And then I thought, I really want a beer, but I can't have a beer because that'll make me sleepy. So oh, the thought process. I went with a... <laughs> you know what you should have done, don't you? What? Espresso martini. Because that's got vodka okay. and coffee in okay. it. Okay, okay, okay. And Kahlua. Okay, special. Can we just have this conversation, please? Yep. Because I know that. Doesn't listen to the podcast. Uh huh. Supportive. Should we explain that? <laughs> Supportive. Yeah, and he's going out with a guy called Rooster. Okay. And he doesn't listen to our podcast because he doesn't like feminism. Well, no, it's not that he doesn't like feminism. He just. He just is. Hmm. Yeah, he doesn't like feminism. No. <laughs> no. So you can talk all you want about him. Yeah, I can. I can. He's not um, listening. It's not getting back to him. No, nah, bring, I'm bringing him around. Though. I'm bringing I mean, him Daily around. Mail might make an article about it, but, you know. <sighs> Do you reckon? No. No. <laughs> no I, so I said to him, I was all excited. I was like, oh, I, I got it. Instead of having a coffee and a vodka, I'm going to get an espresso, espresso martini. martini. And he said... You can't because you're driving. Yeah, that is two shots of alcohol. Is it? Because I... It's got a shot of vodka and a shot of Kahlua and but a shot of... 
But can't we have two drinks? Yeah, you can. Within two standard drinks. So yeah, you can. You could have. But then he was like, "You're little, and you're gonna like." No, it was two standard drinks per mm. woman and man, and then after that. That's what I thought. Maybe it's one like standard drink for a, for a woman. woman. Just while we're talking about our days, um, I went for a bit of a shop today because, you know, I am doing a thing this year where I'm not buying anything new. I'm only buying secondhand clothes. I, I thought that's all you ever did anyway. No. I mean, mostly, but... Um, yeah, it's true, isn't it? No, I do. You are not doing a stretch here. No, I do buy. I do buy and wear a lot of. So no more clothes. Kmart this year for you. No more Kmart. No more Zara. No more online shopping. Um, but do you know? I started reading about the fast fashion waste. Mm. Do you know we throw out? Do you know? Guess how much fashion goes into landfill? Two billion tons. Think. Okay, every ten minutes, how many? How much? Uh, two billion tons. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. 6,000 kilograms yep. every 10 minutes. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what I just said. But you're really good because you just you 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 buy something and you'll wear right. it for decades. For about 20 years. 20 years. I've still got things that are... Sissy? She, she's a thirsty gal today. She's a thirsty, thirsty gal. She's a thirsty, thirsty gal. Sis, are you Yeah, good? you're very good. You're very good with that. Yeah, look, I don't believe... But I think it's because I haven't got a body shape that's easy to dress. Right. So I think I never have. So shopping is a traumatic experience for me. Yeah, okay. Where it's enough. quite fun for a few women. Yeah. There's a lot... Of women like me, yes. who simply don't like to shop. So when you find something you like, you yeah, wear it to death. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You know, yeah. something that you l- may not even like, you just are comfortable in. Yes. So yeah, yeah. I just wear the same thing, but it, it's also helped me um, become conscious of the yes. shopping that I see other people do. And you know, remember when mm. I was really sick with that autoimmune disease and mm. I couldn't stop sleeping, mm. and I had to go and live in Claire's caravan yes. and had no money for anything so I couldn't shop it it was about a year I was without anything any extra money like every piece of money I had had to go to living yeah so I had couldn't shop and then I realized I didn't need to because I was more an accessories shopper yes so I mean you've got a bit of an earring obsession yeah, because I couldn't buy clothes yeah so yeah, yeah I don't enough. buy any anything earrings or anything anymore but I get no. given a lot of stuff but then I yeah. re-gift a lot of that stuff as well because I do think you? that's who do you gift re-gift it to because um well I don't think Sam I just and I re-gift have... I don't know. Oh, you got oh, you got earrings. Do you want oh. earrings? Because you can have them. I just don't think you're an earring wearer. I'm not. And Sam, I, I like know you idea. are. But <laughs> I like the idea of an earring. But mm. and then and I put all, them on, and then I feel silly, and I take them off. I always keep all the labels on the clothes that I get given, and I wouldn't mind. I do give them all to charity or yes. to um, women who are bigger size, like my makeup artist, and you know, women who I know it will really appreciate them. Uh, Excuse me, that was oh. the ginger burr. Oh, oh between you and sis, Jesus, Jesus. talk about talk spirit about animals. <laughs> it's a snorkestra. Talk. talk about ambient sound, ambient background noises. Jesus. So, can we talk about? Can we talk about euphoria? 
No, I've never seen it. I, uh, first of all, I've got a bone to pick with you, Evie Jones, because... Excuse me. Excuse me. go, you didn't push that hard enough on me. Excuse me. Um, I told you four separate times. Well, I told you once you should watch it. Then I think you three... told me once on the podcast. Yeah, well, that's just documented. I, the yeah. rest of the times I can't prove, but I know they're there. <laughs> the other three subsequent times, they weren't telling you to watch it, asking you, have you watched it yet? And mm. you were so obsessed with May I Destroy, I May Destroy You, yes, which, which then amazing. I realised... We mm. don't always like the same show, so you mm. can ruin this for me. Yeah, that's and I didn't but, want to do that. No, and I so I didn't push. Yeah. I was like, if she doesn't yeah. want to watch it, it's yeah. her loss. Yeah, like, because it's so good. But you did watch it. I'm three episodes in. Oh, that's not much. You wait. It's so good already. It's so good, and it's then I amazing. then I then I found out that Sammy's seen it as well. So and have you watched all of it, Samantha? I watched the the um, Dino one recently. Yep, <sighs> yep. That there's a one-off where it's set just in um, one scene. Yeah, like and yep. it's very good. Yeah, I just it's I've very heard well-written show. Yeah, God, it's good. It's so good, and it, it's frightening as well. I've spoke to a lot of friends who mm. have teenage children, and I said to them, "I honestly, yeah. I don't know how you you navigate and will continue to navigate yeah. children that are going through a world that is this. F- I mean, I'm sure every time has had mm. its mm. badness, but mm. not like this. Like not the like scent of nude pictures and di- filming yeah. people having sex and um, just the, the the age that they start. Yeah, yeah I mean, God, we were probably exactly the same, but probably the ease of drugs. God yeah, old. it's it's yeah, it's full on. It's full. It's full on. But it's really but good to God, see it good. from that perspective as yeah, well. Yeah. Like really good. Yeah. They are all really well cast kids. You know, they're all adults. And I was watching a behind the scenes thing and they said, um, you know, they purposely chose adults to play the, the teens because right. of the things they have to do like on camera. Like 90210. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, Andrea came back. She was 37. Yeah. She's t- she's when she was playing a 16-year-old. She still so. plays a 16-year-old now, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, so they said because, uh, you know, the consent for the actors to have to do some of the oh, hideous yes. things that they, go, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, they had to make sure that yeah, they were Yeah, that's true because I was adults. wondering that. Some of the scenes are, are... Yeah, they're full on, aren't they? What do you think? They blow your mind, sis. Sis reckons they are too. But um, what what else have you been watching then, Evie? Oh, I started on the Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I started watching... I think it's called Clarice or Starling. Oh, it's I about started Star- watching that. It's really good. Clarice. Yeah, Clarice. Do you know that's a young Australian Clarice. girl from Home and Away? Really? Yes, Rebecca Breeds. I'm looking at her. I'm looking Clarice at her. from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, Clarice. She, Clarice. She, she talks like this, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Well, Jodie Foster, she can't talk like that the whole time. That's right. Hannibal Lecter. She was in, what was she in Boston? No, where, where were they? West Virginia was, was her accent. No, but you know when she has to go? Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. That's the FBI. In Baltimore. Um, training ground. In Baltimore. It's right. really cold. Talking about yeah, being sure. cold, what the 
fuck is going on in Texas at the moment? Oh, just, it's not good. It's you know what? Good. You know what they should all do? What? Just bloody get on a plane and go to Cancun. <laughs> I don't know why anyone hasn't done it. What are they all thinking? Uh, Ted. Ted. Just fire. He needs to be fired, mm-hmm. not resign. He needs to be fired. That is abominable. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That that I mean that just Funny. reminds me of someone we know. Yeah. That when our country was burning, burning, popped on a plane and decided to take a little yeah. holiday and blamed his kids as well. Just like Ted Cruz has blamed mm. his daughters. God. They wanted it. So, you know, I wanted to be a, he actually said I wanted to be a good father. Ugh. And you know, our our Ugh. mate Scomo Chucking the shuckers in the photograph with yeah. his mates from from down under. If only his wife had maybe just talked some sense. Why into didn't him. Jenny do something Have a about that? With him. She clearly dropped the ball. It's all oh, her fault. Jenny, Jenny. God, she didn't step up then. No, did she? look, just get rid of them all. Can we just start voting in really, really good women? <laughs> Well, you know, a woman is is solving the problem in Texas. She's raised like two million, Has something she? weird. Like maybe that's not even true. Like it's more than that. Well, she's a senator me. from New York. She's come in. She's raised all this money to mm. try and Wouldn't help. Surprise me! Look what Celeste Barber and did. She's done it. Yeah, and she's literally done it over you know the course of a couple of days while Ted's out in Cancun. Well, I mean, the New Zealand. I remember seeing a tweet that said, "Oh, sorry." Um, Jacinda Ardern, you know, Angela Merkel, and Merkel. <laughs> God, you know all the other yeah genital covering <laughs> pieces. Um, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, what." I wish we could have, you know, women like that in mm, in mm, government. Mm. And someone else wrote, vote them in. We can. We can. And we can. Yeah. We just have to vote them in. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and we've had a, a dreadful week this week with um, Brittany Higgins. Yeah. She was allegedly raped two years ago in Parliament House by um, a government staffer. Someone else has come out as well, another girl. Someone else has come out today, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Or yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. And they should they need to just name partner. and shame him, who, whoever well, it is. Yeah, absolutely. But And that will happen. But what they are doing is harassing her current partner at the moment. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're giving him a hard time. Why? Um, to sh- silence her. So oh. Yeah, yeah. Look right into it. It's it's absolutely atrocious what's happening. Oh, and, God, I didn't know that. Um, I think it's going to be, in hindsight, a really good thing. Mm. It's just such a shame that, um, you know, so many casualties yeah. have and will still. There'll be so many more. Yeah, yeah. But... True. I mean, unfortunately, it does take, yeah, someone like that to have to stand up and speak out. Just like um, Bill Cosby and Weinstein, I mean, Weinstein is the Me Too movement, but the yeah. Bill Cosby and all of those kind of things, like, mm, once mm. they start getting the bra- the bravery, what is that? The, the courage, courage? Yeah. Courage. <laughs> The courage. The what is that? ring with me? The courage. To do. Slapping the beast. Um, that 
they will. Mm. Oh, you shouldn't drink that drink before we record. Do you remember last week I came in with lollies? Lollies. And, and you were like, why have you got lollies? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, true story. But now you're drinking ginger beer and you're a little burpy McBurp stuff. <laughs> Now, can we talk about Clementine Ford, guest last week? If you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to it because it's bloody good. It is a really good episode. It was actually really nice to listen to again as well. Yeah, I've, I thought the same thing because I think when you're in it, you sort of miss a lot. Like, yeah. I, you're, I sort of yeah. forgot a lot. And we were, I was a little bit nervous and we, yeah. um, you know, we were fangirling a little bit yeah, as she's well. Amazing. She's incredible. She's a way Love of speaking her. and, and is there anything she can't do? Because at the moment, I'm just obsessed with her makeup tutorials. Yeah, they're good. Aren't Holy they? shit! And she's a thrift store girl. And she's a thrift store girl. She's and she always lets posting know stuff that where she, she got it from yes. and all the things. Yeah, she's north side, so she has better thrift stores than we do on oh, the south side. She's around here. Yeah, we won't say where where we are for no. safety reasons. <laughs> we don't want the building stormed. You know what they're like. Oh, the fans, your fans. My fans and my blinds. Fans and blinds. (laughs) (laughs) They're everywhere I go. So, Evie, Mm. um, last week we put a call out for, was it last week? Yeah, we put a call out for people to sing the Chicken the Now song for us because, quite frankly, we, we just cannot, I mean, already we are draining the creative veins to just come up with this podcast for you each week. Yeah, we are. I mean, Well, so. we did put a call out for anyone to come up with their own Chicken the Now song like we do every week. We did. Um, and I, we actually got, we got one. We got one! Oh, we got one. And um, I, we, are you going to play it? Yeah, I got it through <laughs> yesterday. It's actually um, a long-time listener. <laughs> And um, first time caller. That's brilliant. But um, it, we know her. We do, we do. And so thank you. Her name's uh, uh, Danica. Yep. Not her real name. Danica rhymes name. with sneaker. Yep. And um, I think you're going to really like it. Here we go. Okay. I want chicken the now. Chicken the now, chicken the now, chicken the now, give it to me, I want it now. Wow, I think that deserves a round of applause. It's so good. And she can carry a tune. Yeah, she can sing. We didn't know that. That's, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I I mean, should be dropping a single before we know it. I've been to karaoke quite a few times with um, Danica. And I, I, what's her go-to song? um, Look, I think, to be honest, when I go to karaoke, it's all about me. Yeah. So I don't think I hear or pay attention to Anyone else except what you, what's when your I've got go-to song? Um, I like a little bit of um, Dixie Chicks or Dixie mm. the Chicks, I should say. You do. Um, not ready to make nice mm. landslide. Mm. Um, ready to run. Ready to run. Anything by the Chicks, I like. Mm. Um, I like. What else? Um, I actually have a list of them in my phone. No, don't go there. Let's just do the Chick in the Now. <laughs> Would you like to? 
Yeah, right. Um, this week's Chicken the Now yeah. is a collective. I love a collective. They're um, on the Instagrams and they also have a, what do you call it? Um, a website. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for helping me out there. <laughs> um, yeah. They're called Dangerous Females. Mm. They're very, I like them a lot. I've, I've been following them on the Instagrams for quite a while. They're, yeah. just, they're just simply dangerous, dangerous. They're just simply dangerous females on Instagram. Yep. I'm now, looking them up right now. I'll just best best way to describe them is just to read out their blurb on their Instagram thing. Who are we? Who or are they? Who we are. <laughs> yes. Dangerous Females is a collective of women fed up with the incidents of men's violence against women in this country. We are united in a mission to raise awareness and much needed funding for organizations dedicated Beverly, okay? She keeps doing that lately. I've got to take her to the vet. Coffee, yeah. yeah it's probably her trachea. Mm-hmm. Um, we are united in a mission to raise awareness and much-needed funding for organisations dedicated to supporting victims of violence or abuse. We call ourselves Dangerous Females because we want to take back ownership of the word danger. Too often, danger is a word used to restrict and silence women. We're told to mind ourselves. That's too dangerous for us to be out at night on our own wearing that. Mm. But... Statistics in this country also tell us that it can be very dangerous to be in our very own homes. We are doing something because we can no longer do nothing. And while we may not solve this situation, we want to raise money for incredible organisations that support women to live a life free of violence. We believe we can inspire each other, look after each other and give each other confidence to be heard. Buy one of our amazing T-shirts and not only will you be supporting some incredible charities, but you'll also look fucking awesome. And dangerous. Thank you, we're with you. So I've actually bought two T-shirts. Did you want one, Sam? Dangerous females. It's, would you like one? No, we'll oh, I'll get oh, you one. Good. All right. Look at this. Sha- They've got to shake your tits. It's Friday post on their Instagram. Shake your tits. It's Friday. And they say, oh, my God, it totally is. Get those memories moving, those humps bumping, those bosoms bouncing. Sorry, it made me Jeez. I shimmied and a burp <laughs> came out. <laughs> why you can't drink... Ginger I can't beer. stop. I won't stop. You normally don't even like fizzy I, drinks. This is awful to drink. It's so sweet. It's making me ill. Why did you drink it then? Oh, it's, a, it's a it's a novelty. It's a bit of fun. I'm, you know. Having a bit of fun. I'm just trying to treat yourself. Hang my on, I haven't self. finished. I haven't finished. Get those get those coconuts cracking. Get those puppies bouncing. Get those panna cottas wobbling. Get those udders jerking. Get those knockers knock, knock, knocking. Get those Brad Pitt's dancing. Get those cans a-clanging. Get those shoulder <laughs> boulders a-quaking. Get your maracas, hey, macarinaring. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so good. <laughs> it's Friday. Well, oh, guess that's... what we're doing on Fridays now? Shaking our titties. Shake your tits Friday. My Brad Pitts. Shaking, shaking them. (laughs) (sighs) Well, that's great, Dangerous Females. We salute you. Yeah. Thank you for being amazing. (laughs) 
Hey, if you're enjoying this episode, which we know you probably are, let's face it, um, can you do us a favour and subscribe? Mm. Review us? Mm. What else, Evie? Give us five stars. Oh, five stars, please. Thank you. Follow us on the Instagrams as well because um, when we remember, we do put updates there. We do. Chickstreet underscore podcast. That's it. And um, if you want to email us, you can. Mychickstreet at gmail.com. Okay, today I'm going to tell you all about Catherine Switzer. (gasps) I know her. I know you know her. I like her a lot. Please don't ruin the story for our listeners. No, I wouldn't. But God, what a good chicken history we've got today. Yeah, and and such good um, photographic evidence yes. to back back up the story I'm, I'm about seeing it to in tell my head you. Right I know now. you can't not see it once you've once seen, you've the seen photos. it so um it's like a Emily Davidson whiling whiling yeah. remember oh. that mm. once you see it yeah yeah so Catherine Switzer was born in 1947 in Amberg Germany to Homer and Virginia Switzer wow her dad was a major in the United States Army and in 1948 her family returned back to the US where she grew up. When she was 12, she remembers telling her dad that she wanted to be a cheerleader and her dad responded with, you don't want to be a cheerleader. Cheerleaders cheer for other people. You deserve people to cheer for you. Yes, my dad said the same thing. Hallelujah, dad. He said, her dad went on to say, life is about participating, not spectating. And he suggested that she join the hockey team. So she did. And her dad used to train her out in the backyard. And he said for her to become a really good hockey player, that she should run um, one mile a day in her backyard. So he measured out what a mile was in the backyard mm. and um, she would run every single day, her dad by her side, um, telling her that it's not about how fast she ran the mile, it was just about completing and Get, getting the job done. Getting the mile done. Do you know a mile is 1.6 kilometres? Really? Yeah, look, how I'm full you know of that? information oh, wow. like that. I'm impressed. Did you know that, Sammy? I actually thought it was more than that. Well, it's not. I- <laughs> It's exactly 1.6. Okay, good. So, <laughs> just to be sure. It's good. not an opinion based okay, poll. It's facts. <laughs> it's alternative facts. <laughs> it's your fake news, Evie. <laughs> well, that's an alternative fact. Yeah. And, and you um, can think that if you, you want can, to. If you want to. You know, respect to you, but, but personally, I, I think, it's think something five else. Nine. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So, her mom, who she describes as a super mum, um, was a leader educator and teacher and she said it was through her parents that she learnt how to um, well she learnt her endurance and her stamina and both her parents were huge advocates for equal rights and she remembers her parents always making sure that she had every opportunity that her brother had. That's really good. Isn't it? Yeah, it really good parents. is. I mean, back then in the bloody yeah, 50s as well. Exactly, you when know, you really did 50s prom- and 60s. support you know, push girls to be young mums. Yeah. So she does join the um, field hockey team. And while she's playing one day, uh, she's approached by the track and field coach to run for him in his team. He'd lost one of the runners, one of the male runners. Mm -hmm. And um, if they didn't have someone run, they would lose points. And because it was a... um, 
into collegiate sport where it's I know what the that col- means the colleges mm. um, she they needed they couldn't miss out on the points so she said yes I will run for you and she remembers when she ran um, she had to run a mile for the men's team she remembers that the male runners were really welcoming mm. to her that's, which is that's great. weird as well you're very good but mm. not normal um, hey, chicks can't run. She, <laughs> That's well, what you'd normally be thinking, well, they'd say. Yeah, well, her boyfriend thought exactly that. She chicks soon, can't surf. She, she soon realised that the longer that she ran, the better she became. So she got obsessed with it and she was going out with a guy at the time and he had run a marathon previously. And so she asked him, do girls run in the marathon? Mm. And he was quick to reply, girls don't run. No, they don't. They can't run. And he they said... They can't surf. They can't do anything. They can't. And so she said, well, have you ever seen a girl run? You know, I don't believe you. But has, a, have, has a girl ever run in a marathon? Have you seen that? And he said, well, yeah, I have, but girls shouldn't run. Why? Because they're girls. My God, did you ever see that video where they asked all these kids to run like a girl? Yes. On the spot? Hit like a girl. Did you ever and, see yeah. that? Yeah. It was quite amazing. There was like finally one kid just ran like on the spot like a normal, but everyone else started flailing their arms around. Even the girls were doing it. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And that it was it is incredible. So yeah, and then so but she said to her boy, boyfriend, so so the girl ran in the marathon. How did she do? And he said, well, she actually beat me. So I don't want to talk about it anymore. No wonder he doesn't want girls to run. So at the time, you know, in the 50s, running or anything athletic, or for that matter, wasn't common. So women were told that if you run, you'll get big legs. Yep. You'll grow a moustache. Yep. On your face. You'll get hair on your legs. Yes, you'll get hair on your legs if you run. You'll get hair on your chest. Yes, that's a common one. But worst of all... What? Your uterus will fall out. What? Your uterus. Yeah, well, it does. If you run, I mean, my... That's why you don't run, right? No, well, I used to run so much that (laughs) I kept losing uteruses. And I was like, you know what? I've only got a few run, uter- run, run. uteri left. Uteri. <laughs> I've got to keep some of these Jeez. uteruses. I so know. I had to stop running. I and know. But the my other, leg hair was getting out of control. Well, I found the leg hair Even kept my uteruses in sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, and, and having a moustache after I ran helped me get beer. Yeah, I mean, I found even if I ran for, like, the tram, yeah. I'd get on the tram yep. next minute, look down. Uterus. Oh, hairy legs. Hairy legs. And you, Straight. And, it's instantaneous. And someone slipped over your uterus like someone a banana. Someone on my, my uterus. Oh, it's oh, a mess. It's unbelievable. Um, so anyway, during college, she studied journalism so that she could write about sports because she thought if she wasn't going to be able to participate, she might as well write about it. <sighs> there wasn't one single intercollegiate sport for, for, um, for women. So no sports at colleges being competed with each other, with women in them? Zero. Wow. Guess how many there were for men? 25? 25. <laughs> Shit, we're doing that again where we just like... Just guess the right answer the right all the time. Answer. No. Uh, yeah, 25. Anyway, she continued running every day anyway, and she was getting really, really good. So she was loving it that much. She decided that she would go and ask the cross-country team if she could join the um, the team. And if the coach, of course, said, Nah, chicks can't run. 
<laughs> your, your uterus will fall out, you hairy monster. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, when I think of that, I think of, um, you know, in Greece, you know, the trainer, and he's like, hey, Johnny, have you ever thought about long distance running? running. Cross country, country running. running. <laughs> Johnny, it's Danny. What am Danny, I doing? Johnny. Johnny's dirty Johnny's dancing. Johnny's dirty dancing. Shit. Uh, so he said no, but he said that she could train with them. So she was happy it'll, with that. It'll do. She said that'll do. So she remembers again that the men that she was training with were really welcoming, and in particular one man took a real liking to her. What was his name? Arnie. Arnie Schwarzenegger. Who was a university mailman and a veteran runner. He was 50 years old. He'd run the Boston Marathon 15 times. Oh, wow. And he decided to take her under his wing because he could see how good she was. Yeah, yeah. He was like, you are a bloody good runner. So they would run together every night and while they were running, um, Arnie would tell her stories all about the Boston Marathon until one night she gets a bit over it and she says, oh, let's go. Quit talking about the Boston Marathon and run the damn thing. Oh. And he says, no woman is allowed to run the Boston Marathon. And she says, why not? I'm running 10 miles a night as it is. And he said, well, just no dame ever ran the Boston Marathon. Um, but he says, if any woman could do it, you could. So True. if you can prove to me that you can run the distance in practice, which is 26 miles. Oh, that's a lot. That's like 16 kilometres. No, it's is not. Is it? <laughs> What's 26 times 1.6? It's about 35 kilometres. Hey, Siri. What's 26 times 1.6? Forty-one point six kilometers. Excuse me. Yeah, that's that's a long. My uterus way. just fell out. Long distance running. Yeah, and he said, "Look, if you can run the distance in practice, I'll take you Going to Boston." The distance. <laughs> so three weeks before the marathon was due to start, she and Arnie did, in fact run the 26 miles, proving to him that she could do it. Just as they were coming down the home stretch, she remembers feeling, this is this feels too easy. So she suggests to him to run another five miles. So he <laughs> reluctantly agrees. Hmm. And she said they're running. She turns around. She sees Arnie start to turn grey. Oh. When they finally finish, she gives him a big hug and he passes out cold. He's not dead, is he? He's not dead, mm-hmm. but Let's she's literally him. Run, ran him into the ground. Into the ground. So yeah. the next day, Arnie, because he's so impressed, he comes to her dorm and he insists that they sign up for the race. He wants to make sure that they do it right and that they actually go through all the official things they have to do because a few years earlier, another woman by the name of Roberta Gibb, who is actually the first woman to run the Boston Marathon, mm. she... Um, she had, part of the Bee Gees as well? She had, no, she's not. <laughs> Surprisingly. She might have been. She just wasn't allowed to She may have been, exactly. Um but uh, and she should also be mentioned because she um, has she was in fact the first woman to run, but not officially. So she yeah. didn't she didn't register, sign up. She didn't have a bib, all of that. Right. So um, he said, "Look, we, we, we want to do this properly." He didn't want to get into trouble with the AAU, which is the athletic amateur athletic union. Um, and so they checked the rule book and the entry form, and there was nothing about gender. In regards to the marathon, so loophole. They went ahead and filled in. Can't do much if there's a loophole. 
She filled out the application form. She paid $3 entry fee and she signed her name as she always did, K.V. Switzer. Um, And she'd actually always signed her name like that. It was actually a fluke that she just Mm. didn't put her first name down. Because they just didn't see a girl's name, did they? So it was all done, approved. The only thing left for her to do was to get a fitness certificate from the university infirmary and then she was... She was an official entrant into the Boston Marathon. Wowza. So her boyfriend, the guy who said girls can't run, (sighs) he's a 235-pound ex-All-American football player and nationally ranked hammer thrower. Hammer thrower. He's known as Big Tom Miller. Oh, what a hammer thrower. And he announces... That if his girlfriend's going to run in the Boston Marathon yeah. and a girl's going to run, well, then I'm going to run and I don't need to train. Oh, what so a- we'll see you there. He's going to die. <laughs> So prior to 1966, the longest competitive race for women was one and a half miles. Aww. That's so cute. And would be so hard for women. You run one and a half miles and and let the men run 26. 26. But you've got to run in a petticoat. And make sure your uterus doesn't fall out. Yeah, and make sure you wear makeup. So a little bit of history about the Boston Marathon. It's 124 years old Mm -hmm. and the only time it's ever been postponed was in 2020 due to COVID. Huh. I wonder if it was postponed or cancelled. I don't know. I wonder too. I wonder if they did it. I'd say not because they didn't really come out of COVID, They're probably meaning postponed to the following year. To this year? I don't know. So... In 1967, the Boston Marathon was on Wednesday, the 19th Wednesday? of April. What's it on a Wednesday I for? I don't know. I don't know. So, the, so on Tuesday, Hump day. Catherine, Hump day. Arnie, day. Big Tom and another guy from the Who? college. I, don't, I haven't put his name in here because he's a boy. Um, <laughs> You're such a misandrist. <laughs> so when they uh, they arrive into Boston, it's 10 p.m. Um, it's freezing cold. They decide to do the course in the car because she, they want to check it out. And Arnie's like, we should do a drive and check out what the course is like. So um, she, Catherine remembers that um, the drive seemed to go for an eternity. And she said ever since then, she's never driven the course before um, oh. because it was just totally demoralising. <laughs> It would how far it was. It would give you cold feet, oh, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, it would. It really would. It'd, it'd talk you out of it. So the next day they get up for the race. Um, the race starts at midday, so they fuel up on a big breakfast. They have bacon and eggs and pancakes and juice and coffee and milk and toast and all of the things. All the things. And it's um, freezing rain and it's also sleeting. Sleeting. There's also sleet. Yes, yeah. yeah, sleeting. I don't think it's sleeting. No, there it's is just, sleet. There is also but, uh, sleet. But it probably is because we don't do sleet in this country. It's sleeting. It's snowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah I don't know. Mm. It's raining. And it's windy. Anyway, it's fucking cold. Yeah. Um, so after breakfast, they get ready and Tom comes to her room and presents her with a sanitary napkin bag and says, pin this to the back of your glove because... We put our dextrose tablets in there, and she's like, "Why do I need dextrose for? Why do you dextrose think? is sugar?" Yes, and sucrose, he says, dextrose. So exactly, he says to her, "Duh, it's sugar for energy. Get it? Oh yeah, duh, Catherine, duh, woman." <laughs> 
And she says that he always had a knack of saying things in a tone that made her feel stupid. Oh, I hope she marries oh, him. Boyfriend. But she had no idea that sugar gives you energy and she didn't really, to be frank, think that she needed it. She took it anyway because she thought she just wanted to avoid a fight. Yeah. She gets to the marshalling area. And Arnie's got their bibs and they pin their bibs on. She looks up uh, on the list. They see their names. She finds her name and the number 261 next to it, which is her bib number. And there's 741 people in the race overall. So she starts, they start getting ready. They're approaching the start gate. She said a lot of men are looking at her, giving her double takes, mm. and she's just smiling and waving, saying, yep, I'm a girl. What are you going to do You'd about it? You'd be so nervous, wouldn't you? What are you going to do about it? Some men actually jogged over, all excited, and they were like, hey, you're going to go the whole way? Gosh, it's great to see a girl here. Can you give, my, give me some tips to get my wife running? She'd love to get started. So, as that, what are you doing? Just cleaning my glasses. I know, but do you have to do it right now in the middle of a podcast? Yes. <laughs> I do it every week. I know, and it's distracting, and it's the first time I've decided to say something. Well, you need to Daniel pull Brown, your babe. finger Daniel out of Brown. your bum. Anyway, as they're getting ready to start, Tom Sorry comes I over. I couldn't see through my glasses properly, and I needed to clean them so I could. I'll have a chat after this. <laughs> That's better, isn't it? Okay, come on. Let's... Oh, I can see you now. You're Hi. still an asshole. <laughs> uh, I don't think we said welcome to Chick Street. Oh, well, do, let's do it now. Welcome. <laughs> I'm Annie. I'm an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> This is how our fights go, people. Welcome. Oh, my God. I just did my screen of my phone as well. It's so clean. Look how clean it is. Do you want to use the rest of it for your screen? I'd like to finish (laughs) the podcast. So they start to approach the the starting line. She's getting super anxious. She's thinking at any moment she's going to be found out and pulled out of the race. But she walks through the gate. She holds a number up and she's shoved forward and then... Gun goes off and she's and they're racing. And they're off. So they set off running. Now, apparently, I don't know anything about marathon racing because I think, quite frankly, ra- running is silly. Well, I know everything about and I love marathon running, so ask me. Okay. <laughs> and every time you see someone running, mm. you've got to, you should yell out. Where, where are you, are you ru- going? What are you running from? Oh, I always wonder where they're running to. Uh-huh. Where are you running to? What are you running from? <laughs> so yell that out when you're in yes. the car and you're driving past them. Cause yes. No, I don't think running silly. I just can't do it. I wish yeah. I could. I love running. I love it. I can't do it, but I used to love to run. Yeah, you were good at it. Very good at it. I was good at it too. I were used you? to do a little athletics. Oh, so did I. I loved it. Do you know what used to let me down? I used to, I told. Your hair. Yes. Your uterus. And yeah, I'd run. I'd be like 20 minute, twenty metres in and. Your uterus, one of them would fall, fall out. out. Yeah. Lucky you have 80. I know. Um, no, no, I used to run and my when I'd come to the finish line, I would piss myself laughing. <laughs> I thought at, you were going to say you just would piss, piss yourself. yourself. <laughs> Yeah, no. These well, days probably. Would do that. But um, 
I would, no, I'd see everyone cheering for me and be like, come on, Annette, come on, you can do it, don't stop running. And I just think it was hilarious that they were all just on the sidelines yelling out. So I would laugh. And then I remember my dad just going like, just stop, you have to stop laughing because it's slowing you down at the at the very end when you need the speed. And I'd be like, but it's so funny watching you all. And um, she never ran again. And she never ran again. It was a decision she regret for the, the rest, rest of, of her life. But anyway, apparently, if you are a marathon runner, you will know that the first few miles of every marathon are fun. Yeah, they would be easy. The running is easy. The crowd noise is exciting. Your companions are in a good mood and conversational. You're looking at the sights. Lots of people are, you know, running past you, wishing you well. There's people on the side. Everyone's all, it's all high fives. You've got your sugar in a sanitary bag. Exactly. Um, so she's running. She's in a great mood. She looks up and she sees a press van approaching and she's thinking, oh, awesome. Like this, I'm going to be able to, like, mum's going to see me on the, on the news, on the telly. So she starts waving at the press van and as she's waving at the press van and running past it, there's a guy standing on the, on the van, on the, like a flatbed truck standing on the back and he goes and goes to grab her hand and pulls her glove off. And she's like, oh, well, that's a bit weird. And mind you, it's freezing. It's like yeah. minus 175. Minus 175. Yeah. It's co- really cold. Oh. Um, it's just really cold. And so she's like, you don't want to lose your glove like mid-race. So she's like, shit. She just thinks he's a bit of a nutty um, journalist guy, you know, who's who's jumped on the truck and kind of, you know, wanted to get close to them. Um, But then she looks a bit closer and realises he's got an official ribbon and she's like, oh, shit, he's actually an official. So she's like busted like custard she keeps running and then she looks back over her shoulder and she hears she remembers hearing the sound of men's shoes running on the road behind her and she's like that's that doesn't sound like like a runner yeah Yeah. she turns around and she sees the most vicious face she's ever seen and she said there's this huge big man standing there with his teeth showing and he's screaming and there's spit coming out of his mouth and he grabs her shoulder and flings her backwards and tells her to get out of the race give me those goddamn numbers and get out of my race yeah he swipes his hand down the front of her jumper tries Mm. to pull off her bib Mm. she jumps back he misses he tries again goes for her the back of her short shirt and she's literally petrified she Mm. actually wets her pants she's crying she's like distressed she's being attacked by this guy basically and then Arnie comes up and says leave her alone I've trained her she's okay leave her alone you know she's we've entered into the race it's all official and the man screams back at Arnie telling him to like stay out of it so she's feeling embarrassed and afraid she's never been manhandled like that before and she's really like full the the physical power and the attack that's just happened is like just totally stunned her and thrown her off her whole race and what's going on and then she sees a flash of orange and big tom comes in to save the day he crash tackles the guy and launches him off the track and onto the side of the road. Good. And she's Finally, thinking... Tom does something right. Yeah, she's thinking, holy shit, we've killed this guy. We're all going to jail. We're screwed. 
And then she looks back at Arnie and he just screams, run like hell. Yeah. So the adrenaline kicks in. They all flee. Um, off they go, running for their life. And turns out that the guy that had grabbed her was the race manager. You know, Tom has just crash-tackled the race manager to the ground and she was thinking, I should just step out of the race and, and give up. So, But she knew that if she, she quit, no, no one would ever believe that women had the capacity or capability to run 26 miles. So she was like, for a split second, she thought, if I quit, everybody would say it was a publicity stunt. If I quit, it would set women's sports back instead of forward. If I quit, I'll never run Boston. And if I quit, the race manager and all those other men like him will win. So she keeps running. And then she has to deal with the press vet who now decides they're now on her tail again and they start goading her and saying, oh, what are you trying to prove? When are you going to quit? Like, you know, you've already been told to get out of the race. Why are you still running? She just gets all that energy and all that anger and turns it into fuel and decides that she's just going to fucking finish this goddamn race. Yeah. She says to Arnie, I'm not sure where you stand in this now, but no matter what, I have to finish this race. Even yeah. if you can't, I have to, even on my hands and knees. Yeah. If I don't finish, people will say women can't do it. So you can do whatever you want to do, but I'm finishing. Yeah. And Arnie goes straight back into coach mode and he's like, well, first things first, you've got to slow down. We've got to get back into pace. Yeah. And he pace turns yourself. back into her coach again and they keep, they keep running. Yeah, Meanwhile... Tom comes up behind her and starts to pick a fight with her and he says, you made me hit an official and now I'm going to get kicked out of the AAU. And he has a massive dummy spit. He says, thanks for nothing. I should never have come to Boston. He rips off his numbers, he tears them up and he throws them on the pavement and he says, I'm never going to make the Olympic team and it's all your fault. No, I'm never going to be a team model. And he says, and besides that, you, you run too slow anyway. Did he say that? Yeah. What a dick. Wait till you find out where he comes. Comes. Yeah. Anyway, she keeps on running. He only helped her because he thinks he owns her and that another man was manhandling his property. Yeah. It's the only reason he helped. He stepped in. Yeah. I mean, Arnie tried to defuse the situation with with just... Yeah, mate, I've trained her. She's with me. Come on, it's all good. Anyway, she keeps on running. She's, the adrenaline's now gone. She just feels sad and angry and she remembers thinking what she wouldn't give just to have a nap. Mm, God, you Can relate. You'd be like Homer in The Simpsons, you know, when he's really tired yeah. driving. And you just like keeps... when Pete. Do you know when Pete's on the nod? No. You know when oh. Pete tries, like he's just oh, yeah. fighting it. He well, just my, fights yeah, asleep. All, all dogs do that. It's, it's like, hilarious. It's like just put your head down, put mate. Put your head down. Come on, just go to sleep. Yeah. No, it, 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 it's often when I can't sleep, then I will think of things like dreaming, you know, like dog that, going, those, to sleep. going to sleep yeah. in a bed of clouds. Or a dog snoring, more, you know, sissy yeah. snoring. She puts me to sleep every night with that dulcet tone. I can hear her snoring now. It. And they still have a long, long way to go, but all she's cared about, all she cares about is that she wants to finish. She said she didn't care about Tom, she didn't care how much it hurt, she didn't care how long it was going to take, or if she was going to jail, or even if she died, she was just going to finish no matter what. And after that, she just remembers it being quiet for a really long time. 
After quite a while, she remembers asking Arnie, when do we get to Heartbreak Hill? And he's like, um, we passed Heartbreak Hill a really long time ago. And he's like, you're probably the only person I know who has ever done Heartbreak Hill. Not known that they've passed Heartbreak Hill. And did you know that there's actually, because there's a Heartbreak Hill in the City City to Surf, which obviously is modelled off the Heartbreak Hill from from Boston, but they used to ring a bell to to say that you've you're at Heartbreak yeah. Hill or you whatever. But apparently, there's a guy now who stands up there with a mic with a thing, just going, "You did it! You've made it past Heartbreak Hill!" Oh. Like gets them all like oh. revved because it gives them that extra bit of he'd lose his voice energy. By the end of the day. I know. Anyway, she finishes the marathon in yep. four hours and twenty minutes. That's pretty good. That's I mean, pretty average, average. I think is about two hours, three hours. Is it? Mm. Oh, okay. So. so <laughs> Is that from your... Um, she's, yeah, well, that's my marathon training. Because you're marathon training, training yeah. Uh, so as soon as she's finished, though, there's a barrage of officials coming over saying that she's going to be disqualified because she didn't have a chaperone and that her... Which makes her entry illegal. But she says, fucking whatever. Who cares? I finished. Yeah. Who cares? She takes her shoes off and her socks are blood-soaked. Mm. The podiatrist comes over and he nearly passes out because of just how bad her feet look. These are weeks. He lances, he lances her feet and bandages them, um, puts tape on, and she can't put her shoes back on. Her feet are that sore and swollen. And all she wants to do is go home you know, go back to the hotel, have a shower, mm. get something to eat go and to go bed. to bed. But she's got to wait. Why? For Tom. Oh, no. Is Tom still running? <laughs> so they assume that Tom is has caught the, they call it the sag wagon. So that must be, like, <laughs> if you can't finish, you jump on the sag wagon. Oh, right. And that's a wagon that gets you the rest of the way. Yeah, it must oh, be. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, and she said, just as they're about to give up, about an hour later, Big Tom comes staggering around the corner and finishes. I can't believe he actually ran it without any training. I know. I know. <laughs> But can you believe, like, you've just finished 26 miles, freezing cold, your feet oh, are bloody and bleeding, and you've got to wait for your boyfriend oh, to I would finish. Have left He's just him. abused you. Yeah, oh, God. Ugh. Anyway, so on the way back, they drive drive back. They stop off for coffee and ice cream, and they notice there's a guy sitting at the in the diner reading a newspaper, and... It's literally only been like, you know, a few hours. It's the night edition of the newspaper and she notices that she's on the front pages and on the back pages of the newspaper. Everywhere it says, girl running, girl being attacked while running, girl being saved by boyfriend, (gasps) happy bedraggled girl in bloody socks at finish line. Oh, my goodness. And the guy reading the paper says, keep it, I insist, it's all yours. So after that race and after she ran that race, the AAU, instead of allowing women to mm. run the race, they banned women officially right. for the next five years. Oh, what a bunch of dorks. So it wasn't until 1972 that the Boston Marathon established an official women's race to be included. So in spite of this, she tirelessly has worked to improve running opportunities for women in different parts of the world. She organises, she has organised hundreds of women's races and she's had over a million women sign up mm. to her running running races. In 1980, she held the first women's marathon in London that mm. closed down the streets and the only other time that the streets have ever been closed before in London is for the Queen. And that marathon will 
go on to become the world famous London Marathon. Run she up. also <laughs> did, did your PB? What 15. year did you do your PB? I did my PB in uh, 1978. Oh, that's good. You're what? I was six. (laughs) (laughs) The race didn't start till 1980, though, so... Well, I was uh, what they call an early starter. A time traveller. No, an early starter. (laughs) So she continues to campaign for a women's marathon to be included in the Olympics because... Good. That wasn't a thing. For everyone... Women. Oh, there was a men's marathon. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not a women. Of course there was. Not a women. Are you? In, in the Olympics, Olympics, there was already a man's one? Yes. Right. But not a, not a women's one. Don't be silly. So for an event to be included in the Olympics, you need 24 countries and three continents to agree. So she had 27 countries and five continents <gasps> on her side. So after that, the Olympics committee had no choice but to include women's marathon in the Olympics in 1980. Wow. What, which country is agreed? I don't have a list on hand. Um, if you'd like to know, there's a thing called Googles. Wikipedia, I would have said. She continues to run and in 1974 she won the New York City Marathon with a time of three hours oh, and she's getting better. seven minutes. The following year she goes on to do her PB. Personal best, not peanut butter. <laughs> At the Boston Marathon with a time of two, two hours, hours and 51, 51 minutes. minutes. <laughs> did she did I? just guessed it. Did she? Did you read my, you were reading my lips. Yeah. She was named Female Runner of the Decade by Runner's World magazine. Yes. You know that one, I don't you? I remember reading that. And later became a television commentator for marathons, starting with a 1984 Olympics women's marathon and received an Emmy for <gasps> her work. Oh, so she should. How cool is that, that she, she campaigned for the Olympics um, the marathon to be included in the Olympics, then she gets to commentate it and in 1984. I would have loved to have seen her in the Olympics. <sighs> yeah, but yeah, commentating is pretty good. And yeah. she won an Emmy. And she won an Emmy. In 2015, she launched a global non-for-profit called 261 Fearless. That was her number, her running number. Yes. It's an ambassador program, club training system, and they also hold events. 261 Fearless uses running as a means to empower women to overcome life's obstacles and embrace healthy living. In 2017, she runs her ninth Boston Marathon. She's 70 years old. Wow. And the Boston Athletic Association announced it would not assign bib number 261 to any future runners as an honour to her. That's amazing. In that race that she had originally run back in 1967, Mm -hmm. she was now running it, joined. She was the only woman back in 1967 and she was now running it in 2017 and she was joined by over 13,700 women. Wow. That's some good uteruses. And it was almost half of the total runners. Wow. That was almost a half-half. It was like 49% to like 51%. Can I just say that also, that some of them wouldn't have uteruses, so just to put that in there. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, wow. Yeah, and so in 1968, she does end up marrying Big Tom. Ugh. But they later divorce in 1973. <laughs> she also makes uh, amends with the official, Jock Semple, who attacked her. 
oh, on it's during. Always, it's always women, isn't it? Then? Always the women who make make. The well, that's, pop, that's a popular theme at the end of our stories. Yeah, it is. That the women forgive all the time, and they, yeah, they're they like, do. well, they ended up becoming really good friends. Yeah, because yeah, women forgive. They I don't. They in fact do become close friends, and she last visits him shortly before his death in 1988. Mm. So Catherine Switzer has long been one of running's most iconic figures, not just for breaking barriers as the first woman to officially run the Boston Marathon in 1967, but also for creating positive global social change because of her millions of women are now empowered by the simple act of running. Wow. And that's the story of Catherine Switzer. Oh, and the photos, yes, the photos are incredible. Have you, you ever should. seen the photos? We'll show Sammy. But show the photos are so good, and you know because the, the the guy was on the press truck. Yeah, so perfect to be able to capture. Yeah, what was going on? To me, I haven't seen the photos for ages, but I remember a woman and a man like. It, Oh, there it is. Yeah. And he's really pulling her backwards, trying to yeah. trying to get her to stop running. To stop running. Stop running. Like, seriously. So... What's she going to do? Is what, that Tom? What's it hurting? Is that big Tom there? And I'd say that's Arnie. Yes, I think the old guy's Arnie. Yeah. And that's big Tom there who's come across. And then there's later photos you see... Click on those ones. Him actually on the side of the road. But look at this guy. Like, he's angry. Yeah, yeah, that's the photo I remember. And I remember it just, it stood out to me because everyone was in running attire but him. And it was just such a juxtaposition in a photo that you would never normally see someone in the middle of a race. Someone's coloured it. I love it when they colour it. Oh, wow. There he is in orange. So, yeah, check out the photos. We'll put them on the Instas, though. But um, incredible story. and um, really is. And, you know, what an amazing woman. And the bravery to yeah. just be the only female in 741 other runners. And for her, even though she was literally tried to be stopped, mm. no, even though she was literally stopped... Attempt what? Yeah, that's good. Even though she, even though they attempted to stop, stop her, God. Even though they attempt, so and even though they attempted to stop her, she just kept going. Yeah, she did. She just kept going, and she, she used that, that um, energy mm. and f- that to fuel it, which was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so many people, not just women. People would give up. Yes, after being attacked yeah. like that. Yeah. she's very tall. Yes, yeah, she's a beautiful mm. woman. And then you know, there's also a lot of she does a lot. I think she's done a TED talk, and she's done Look. lots of different talks now where she's yeah. That's her first her run, her last run. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, she's a, she's an awesome chick. Um, so that's Catherine Switzer. Yay! Yay! Catherine Switzer, we salute you. you. Look at you, you've got to the end. So if you're still listening, I'm just going to give you a few little credity bits. Executive producers of this podcast is me, Evie Jones, and of course, Annie Potatoes. 
But we've also got Sam Peterson. He's our producer, our editor, our wine boy, our whipping boy. He does everything. And he's also got a great podcast called Confessions of the Idiots. You know, if you all listen to us, we appreciate you. Follow us on Instagram at chickstreet underscore podcast. And you can email us at mychickstreet at gmail.com.